Okay, Brad, your uh, your best interpretation of a Gordon right. intro. <laughs> I don't have that kind of energy, but no, all right, let's you try. Just, gotta be, just be Brad. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being Brad. <laughs> all right. In this episode of The Full Nerd, custom Radeon RX 6... Oh, all right. I'm channeling Gordon right now. There you go. Here we go. All right. In this episode of The Full Nerd, custom Radeon RX 6800 series graphics cards are here, kind of. And Elena dishes out the best deals you can expect to see on PC gear this Black Friday. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Full Nerd, episode 159. I'm host Brad Charkis, co-host Gordon Maon couldn't make it today, but I'm here with Elena Yee. Hey, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the verticals and the horizontals. Uh, so when Brad's not here, we, we get to talk about rumors. What do we talk about when Gordon's not here? Consoles. Con- oh, but that's Star-, not- <laughs> Star Trek, the original motion picture, which, yes. which, by the way, was part of a $10 six movie uh, Blu-ray set deal. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. The six movies were $10? Mm-hmm. Where was that? I posted was it, it in wait. Discord. Oh, crap. Uh, I missed that. It was like, I put it in Discord, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you already had the whole set. Sorry, I would have no, I I messaged you directly. Oh, man. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, Speaking of Discord, I managed to find some RTX 3080s for sale this morning while everyone else was looking for these Radeon cards, and I dropped them in there. So oh, you guys should definitely yeah. sign up for Discord if you're not there yet. Discord is the place to be. So all right, Yeah, so we've been expanding. This week, <laughs> I've already missed out on an awesome Star Trek deal and I missed out on custom RX 6800s. Brad, what happened <laughs> What happened today? Well, today was the launch day for custom Radeon RX 6800s, uh, as Adam just said. Uh, availability probably wasn't what everybody t- was hoping for. Uh, we can get to that in a little bit. First, I want to actually talk about a card that I tested, reviewed, have a review up on the site, pcworld.com. Uh, the XFX... Radeon RX 6800 XT Speedster Merc 319. That's a name. That is that a is long a name. name. Uh, I just posted the, a link to the review in the uh, in the chat, and it's also in the description. But yeah. that's a that's a pretty card too, man. I, I yeah, really it's, like it's SFX really stuff. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's not going to be for everybody, the style of it, uh, both because it's massive. This is like the biggest card that I think I've ever tested. It's huge. It's like 13 and a half inches long, uh, like two and a half slots thick, and it's heavy. It's all metal. Uh, the, it's I find it very beautiful. XFX always has, you know, a very aggressive styling that you probably love it or hate it. Uh, and on the back plate of this card, it has the word Merc. M-E-R-C, written in like handwriting style lettering and big white letters across the back. I think it fits the vibe of the card. I like the look of it. I could see plenty of people not liking the look of it. Uh, but that's really, aside from perhaps price and availability, the only real deal breaker with this card. Uh, because this thing kicks ass in a way that we haven't seen uh, Radeon custom design in a long time. Because AMD hasn't been hanging at the high end for years now. Now they are. XFX is obviously one of the close AMD partners, along with Sapphire and maybe one or PowerColor. Uh, they specialize in AMD cards, and this thing just it rocks. It's huge. It's full of all kinds of uh, power delivery and 
cooling optimizations because this is the new flagship for XFX, replacing the thick series from last generation. And it's fast as the 6800 XTs are, and this thing is utterly silent in its default BIOS. Uh, Doesn't make a noise. Uh, the with the move to the Axio style fans, the reference design of the RX 6800 XT is also pretty quiet. Like there's the blower side cool, coolers you would hear them. You still hear the reference card uh, much better than before. This card you don't hear. Uh, it actually uses the 6900 XT's power delivery system. So they gave this thing, you know, bigger power delivery system. It has a secondary dual. It has a dual BIOS with the secondary BIOS that they call Rage, named after AMD's Rage tuning setting, that increases the power limit and the fan speeds, uh, which you do hear the fans when you turn on, you know, the, the BIOS with the faster fan speeds. You would expect to, uh, but it's still pretty quiet. And when you turn on both the Rage BIOS and turn on AMD's Rage preset tuning, you end up getting. 25 watts more power limit, which will really help out overclocking endeavors if you're into that kind of thing. And you should be if you buy this card uh, because out-of-the-box performance, you get a a few extra percent uh, compared to the performance of the reference board, which is really all you get from custom cards these days, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Uh, So you're really buying it to overclock. You're buying it for that big silent cooler. Uh, and you're paying a premium for it because this thing is going to oh. cost $800, uh, which is right up there with the most expensive or right up almost most expensive uh, RTX 3080 options, uh, like the EVGA for the Win 3 Ultra that costs 810 bucks. So, you know, same ballpark. Huh. Uh, but the difference is the Radeon RX 6800 XT starts at 650 So this is $150 premium. Ooh. Uh so yeah. you know for, AMD's for cards a, have a pricing advantage. Upwards? Yeah, AMD's cards have a pricing advantage closer to reference. They're fifty dollars cheaper than the thirty eighty, but this negates it. <laughs> so, so the really thing is for that cooling then. Yeah, you're really paying for the cooling. And I think it's gonna be hard to top this card. Uh at least in terms of pure performance and what you can do with the cooler. I, I, it's hard to envision graphic cards offering much more as far as performance and silence out of the box. So this is going to be the ultimate-ish version. I have another. I have a Sapphire version of this card right here, too, that I'm going to be testing, hopefully soon. Uh, so we'll have more comparisons soon. But I imagine all the cards that are customized with factory overclocks are going to get roughly the same amount of performance because that's just what happens these days these cards are really more power limited than anything uh if you're playing at 4k uh they start to get memory bandwidth constraint so i mean it just is what it is uh but this is a kick-ass graphics card that costs a lot of money if you can find it uh availability was a big issue with every (laughs) model available today yeah actually that that 800 price tag doesn't look too bad considering uh when i woke up early this morning there was one listing that was shared in our discord for this card i I think it was in australia or something it was like 14 1500 that's australian though that's australian if it was australia i can't remember exactly but yeah it was uh 
it was a markup. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really too bad that it was a hundred and fifty dollar markup for this. Because if you look at the uh GeForce side of the aisle, the higher end cards like the EVGA for the win three are like a hundred dollars more than what you pay for reference. If XFX had managed to achieve that and price this at seven hundred and fifty bucks, it'd be a lot more compelling. It probably would have won our editor's choice, it just missed out on it. Uh because then it'd be competing against nice but more basic versions of the 3080, whereas now it's going up against the best and brightest of the 3080. And like that EVGA for the Win 3 Ultra has features like fan speed headers, EVGA's Precision X software, stuff like that, that XFX doesn't offer. So it doesn't, you know, do it any favors to be priced at the same point. That being said... If you want like an ultimate version of the RX 6800 XT, because there are very real reasons to go with either the 3080 or AMD at this point, because they have not compatible feature sets. If you want ray tracing, you go NVIDIA. If you want 16 gigs of memory and smart access memory with Ryzen, you go Radeon. Uh, This is just going to be the price. They're all priced the same at the high end, it looks like. Uh, Speaking of which, did you get a chance to test uh, smart access memory with with this, any of the cards so far? I have not yet. I'm hoping to have that system set up in time, hopefully for the 6900 XT review. Nice. Okay. Did did uh, did anyone get a chance to read any of the other reviews out there of, of custom cards? Yeah, I read uh, most of them and watched most of them because there honestly wasn't very many. Uh, it feels like these cards are coming in kind of hot. Uh, I have this XFX review. Uh, I Like I said, I have the Sapphire card. It just came in yesterday. So, you know, not, not enough time to get it turned around, especially Thanksgiving week. And only a handful of other reviews went out there. There, I saw reviews for the Sapphire card from Hardware Unboxed. And there were a couple other foreign sites. Foreign to, you know, us Americans. Uh, <laughs> the Power Color card came out. Uh, this one came out, and I saw a couple of sites review a liquid-cooled version of the Asus Rug Strix. Uh, they're all priced very high, uh, and they all offer about the same amount of performance uplift out of the box, it looks like. The days of crazy overclocks, I think, are gone. Hmm. But yeah, it looks like, I mean, usually you see a lot more review availability on launch day, like a lot more reviews on launch day. Uh, you know, everything looks like it's coming in very, very hot. It, 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 people who called the 3080 uh, paper launch, I think there was much more paper available at that launch than you could find custom cards for these Radeon cards today. Yeah, that came up in our Discord that people were joking that this was uh, even less of a toilet paper launch than yeah. <laughs> we were saying for the 30 series. Well, the toilet paper is high demand. Paper launch is low supply. Right, exactly. So they're saying that it's hard to it's hard to make a call on this one. Like, <laughs> yeah. which one is it really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. And if you look, I saw on Twitter today, uh, Micro Center said they weren't getting any. Uh, most of the places in Sweden said they weren't getting any. Uh, I was talking with the sources behind the scene, and you know, at different board partners, and they were saying that yeah, that's you know, very low availability, and that's part of the reason why we don't see as many reviews either because of the you know lack of availability and just 2020 shipping logistics and stuff like that i go ahead 
No, I, I, oh. just, I was, I was just going to say on, on, on Twitter, I did see a little bit of kerfuffle. Uh, I know a friend of the show who's been on um, uh, BP Customs. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Brian. Brian. Yeah, yeah, uh, Brian. He... Um, uh, he was he was kind of railing because people were tweeting him that he shouldn't have put up reviews if there's no stock. Brad, where where do you stand on that? Uh, on, I understand on, on the frustration. <laughs> I definitely understand the frustration, especially on launch day like this. Uh, launch day supply issues have always been a thing for high end graphics cards for as long as I've been reviewing them, so six or so years. Uh, and they always sell on the first day, but this is the first time we're seeing them sell out instantly. And today's launch of all the various AIB models is probably the worst I've seen. They have they seem like they s- were very much more supply limited than the RTX 30 series. Uh, I mean, I don't have any data to go off of that aside from, you know, talking to sources and seeing what I saw at the sites. Uh, that being said, you know, we get these cards in, we review them so that you know what you're getting when you buy it. Uh, when you can buy it, if you go to Best Buy and you suddenly see, hey, this, this card is available, you'll know if it's a dud or not. So I, I've, I find it to be a valuable consumer service. I can understand the frustration in people saying, hey, why are these people reviewing these and getting these when I can't buy one? But, I mean, knowledge is power, so... Yeah, because on the on the flip side, if they if they didn't provide reviewers cards and they went to the gamers, that, that's that's awesome in theory. But also, then you're buying stuff that that doesn't have third party testing. Yeah. So that you don't. I mean, I, I guess if if you aren't waiting for reviews anyway, and you you just want to get it, like then it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The it, wait for reviews is a it's not really a meme. But I get, let's call it a meme for a reason, because you need someone other than AMD telling you, hey, these cards are great. <laughs> I think I think it sounds to me that people are, are upset because they they don't like this idea that they're being teased, that they'd rather have the availability yeah. and the information, uh, you know, move in lockstep. Yep. Uh, so that brings me to what I was going to bring up, which is. I, I'm honestly quite surprised that this launch has gone the way it has, just given um, what I feel was AMD's kind of prepping our, of our expectations prior to launch. Because, it, it, I mean, even uh, what, you know, Frank said on Twitter aside, I feel like the, the general vibe from AMD was that we were to expect that these cards were going to be great and that we would, th- there wasn't there wasn't a lot of messaging around the whole idea that, they are going to go so fast, you'll blink and they're gone. Yeah. And I, I'm actually kind of wondering how that's going to affect them in the long run. Like if, because like we were saying on the show before, it's like, oh, well, you know, NVIDIA left an opening for AMD. So if AMD comes in with a ton of stock, then AMD can just really start to take over some ground here. But they, yep. they kind of, they kind of drop that opportunity with how this is going so far. And yep. I'm just kind of wondering if all the people who are on the fence who are NVIDIA fans or had stayed with Team Green for so long, ha- like were considering AMD are now just like, F it. If I can't get either card, I'm just going to stick with, you know, what I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think this year it's basically like there's all kinds of reasons, like I said earlier, to buy either GeForce or Radeon. Uh, but if you really want a new card now-ish, now it should be hard. But this year, let's say, uh, for Cyberpunk, because that's what everyone was looking to upgrade for. Hey, wait for these new GPUs. Cyberpunk's coming out. 
you're just going to get whatever you can get, I think. Like, I don't think you're going to be looking for brand loyalty. You're going to be looking for sheer, hey, I managed to hit this five-minute window on this one website in the middle of the night when things showed up in stock. Well, yeah. and, and I do think it was kind of funny that you came into Discord this morning and be like, well, you know, you can't get these 6800s, but I found some 3080s. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and it's just like, well, then it's like at that point, I mean, if you're really itching for a new card, you know, unless yeah. you're just dead set, like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's hard. Yeah. And people are doing arbitrage too, I've noticed. I think I'm using the word right, where it's like, well, I couldn't get the one I wanted, but I got this one. So now I'm going to take it, play with it. And then when uh, somebody has what I want, I'm going to offer a trade. <laughs> nice. Mark? I, uh, the thing that surprised me the most for today's launch, including this card, uh, it's just the very high price premiums that we're seeing on these custom cards. Uh, this one, like I said, is $150 over MSRP for the Radeon RX 6800 XT. Uh, the Sapphire card I have is 770 bucks, I think, so 120 over MSRP. And looking at Newegg at the stock that was already immediately not available, I noticed that uh, the custom versions of the 6800 were selling for as much as the reference MSRP for the 6800 XT, which is which is wild. Uh, so that's kind of disappointing, uh, considering that a big part of the radio, uh, the AMD you know sale is that hey we're fifty bucks cheaper, we're X amount cheaper, whatever than Nvidia. Uh, we're not seeing that here. Uh, talking to different sources, I hear that like what AIBs were saying when the RTX 30 series came out. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing that, you know, AMD is being very aggressive with its reference board pricing to the point that, that it's hard to offer, you know, competitive custom cards near that MSRP. Hmm. So that might be playing into it a bit too. Well, if, if that's the case, then, then what's, uh, if, if you take the value proposition away, it, does it at least have a performance angle? I mean, we're, where, well, where yeah, would it fall online? That's the good thing about these 6800 XTs. Uh, they really do trade blows with the RTX 3080. So if you were looking to get either a high-end RTX 3080 or a high-end 6800 XT, uh, they'll deliver about roughly the same amount of performance in 4K 1440p. Uh, trading blows. Uh, and the cards cost roughly the same. So it's not like one's any more expensive than the other. It's just that the AMD cards aren't cheaper like we kind of were expecting and hoping. Uh, you'll still, like going back to my reference review, you're going to have to decide between whether you want NVIDIA's ray tracing or if you want smart access memory and 16 gigs of RAM with the Radeon. That's really what it boils down to beyond, hey, which can I actually freaking buy? <laughs> Well, so that, that, uh, they're all good cards and they all are winding up costing the same amount for roughly the same amount of performance outside of those differentiating features that they have. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And so just to show you kind of how big this card is, this is the Merc that I reviewed today. Uh, let's see if I can do this on this crappy webcam. <laughs> so that's this. Uh, that's the reference board. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you compare that to a do you have happen to have the 3090 around? I'm kind of curious I how that don't, relates I, in size. I do way over there. Uh, this XFX card is a little bit longer, but not as thick. The okay. XFX card is about two and a quarter, two and a third th th slots thick. 
whereas the 3090 reference board is a full three slots or close to it. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you need but some room. It's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to put, you can't put this in a small form factor case. <laughs> you can, however, put the reference uh, RX 6800 XT in a lot of small form factor cases because this is that traditional design and it's a standard 10 and a half inch length, only two, two, it's a little over two slots too, I guess. Uh, so yeah, people are going to have decisions to make when things become available, uh, because these custom boards are silent. Like if you, if noise and temperatures are a priority to you, definitely, if you want to overclock, pick up a, a card like this XFX Mark 319. But if you want to save 150 bucks, the reference board is pretty quiet. Like you'll hear it, but it's not like, wow, what am I sitting next to? Uh, and it delivers rough, you know, roughly the same performance. You're not getting a whole lot out of the box extra with these custom cards. So, you know, people are going to have decisions to make. Wow. Nice. Um, well, we've got a couple questions, unless you want to cover some more performance stuff. No. Uh, we did have that, that question from, uh, from Corbin about the, uh, the lack of reviews. Um, they, they only saw two, uh, <laughs> Any any idea why this launch didn't get the attention as others before, or did they just not get the cards like the rest of us? Uh, I think I think we kind of talked about yeah. that a little bit earlier. Uh, I don't think it's a, a lack of attention, right? Yeah, people want them. People want to buy all these things. Uh, all the companies want you to buy them. They just, I mean, they don't have them today in the quantities that I was hoping they would have. <laughs> and the timing really sucks. Like the day before Thanksgiving, like. That sucks. Like, I have this Sapphire card that I would ideally, you know, start working on crunching today, hopefully have a review up this week kind of a deal. But it's the day before Thanksgiving. It's a holiday weekend. Uh, just sucks. <laughs> Speaking of timing, if I could just put this out there, put a, a bug in somebody's ear. 9 a.m. Eastern is really hard on us Pacific types. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. As someone who lives on the East Coast, I will say 9 a.m. Eastern is the perfect time because then I don't have to compete with all these West Coast folks trying to buy some <laughs> <laughs> It's even worse for people in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 3 a.m. for them. I mean, at that point, you just stay up late. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Z530 is asking, uh, any news on super resolution yet? Nope. Nothing beyond what Frank, uh, not Frank, Scott talked about last week. They're working on it. They'll have more to announce in the future. Got it. Got it. Um... Uh, we we have an upgrade question over on our Discord. Uh, so they are a high refresh rate 1080p gamer with uh, FreeSync. Uh, would do you think it's better to upgrade a 5700 XT to a 6800 XT, or upgrade from a Ryzen 3600 to one of the newer 5000 Ryzen's? Which would be a better bang for their buck? Um, it the if they're high refresh rate 1080p, depending on the kinds of games that you're playing, like if you're using that for actual esports kind of games, like if you're playing, you know, CSGO or any of those kinds of things, uh, you'll definitely notice an improvement with the Radeon RX 6800 XT. But those tend to be more CPU bound kind of games. So that would, you know, also be a viable upgrade path for you. I mean, I haven't had a chance to test that extensively myself, so I'm not sure. 
but they both seem like they would give you good bang for buck. Okay. It depends, I guess, on how high your refresh rate is. If you're doing 144 hertz already, I'm guessing the 3600 with the 5700 XT is getting good frame rates. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but if you're doing higher than that, then you're definitely going to want to upgrade your processor, I would think. Hmm. Uh, we also had a question earlier from uh, Nebu Nebuchadnez. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> when when can normal people actually buy these uh, AIB cards? When, when do you think? When do you think it's like? Oh, you know what? By March, whatever. You can just buy one willy nilly. I have no idea. I know that Nvidia's CEO has said they're going to be supply constrained throughout the rest of their quarter, which goes a couple months into the next year. Mm. Uh, and looking at. The availability today, I wouldn't be surprised if AMD is in the same boat, especially because I have talked about it on the past in this on the show. Uh, NVIDIA has, you know, Samsung 8 nanometer to itself. Uh, AMD's technology, this is built using 7 nanometer TSMC. Uh, so are Ryzen chips that offer a lot more profit for a lot smaller dies so are consoles so they're all fighting for the same slice of the pie so it's really going to depend on how amd decides to slice up that pie how much availability we're going to get so i would expect like i would expect it to be next year before these become reliably available yeah it's just kind of question of when next year yeah yeah it sucks because everyone's been waiting for cyberpunk that's so many people this year before all this stuff started coming out goes i can't wait for these new cards because cyberpunk's coming out cyberpunk's been delayed twice and we're still waiting for these new cards and that Mm -hmm. really sucks yeah uh well we had a question earlier from boria zero asking uh how does the length compare to the msi suprim supreme yeah Uh, yeah i uh I just looked at it. What is it? Three hundred and thirty-six millimeters for the oh. MSI. Uh, that is Google to the rescue. <laughs> Chalky <girl. laughs> Uh This one is about a quarter of an inch longer. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this one is thirteen point, I think, four inches long, and that one is thirteen point two. The Supreme is thirteen point two. Wow. Okay. I just got something in from MSI. It might be that card, so I might have a review of that soon. <laughs> I just have, uh, uh, I have a lot of graphics cards to review. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dennis Siberian uh, asked, uh, "When when do you expect custom water blocks to come for these new cards? When when does that stuff kind of roll around usually? Um, usually for the reference version, at least you tend to see it pretty quickly. Uh, I'm not sure if." Like EK Waterblocks put something out for the reference Radeon yet. But if we haven't yet, I would expect too soon. Uh, custom boards that use custom PCBs, it's always kind of more hit and miss because, you know, the water block companies have to decide whether it's worth putting all the engineering costs and stuff into it. So mm. um, we are, there is already the, like I was saying earlier, I haven't tried it out, but I saw uh, Hardware Lux from, I think, Denmark or Germany. Uh, did a review of the Asus ROG liquid-cooled version of the 6800 XT. <laughs> so that's that's not a water block, but it comes, you know, water-cooled. Um, Steve Le- Levesque, Levesque, something like that, uh, is asking, uh, are there any cards out there with three display ports? I don't know the port situation on the one you looked at. 
Uh, no, this one sticks to the standard design. I'm not sure. I didn't pay that close attention to the port layout on the other ones. Uh, the, the standard design is one HDMI 2.1, two display ports, and that USB-C connection, mm. which can be used for display output, I would assume. I haven't actually tried it because I don't have a USB-C monitor, but you know, display port is one of the functions of USB-C. Mm. Uh, that's the reason that they included it on the card for VR headsets and stuff like that. So I would assume it would work with the USB-C like going out to a monitor. Uh, XFX did tell me that they are obviously planning on rolling out, you know, cheaper members of the Radeon RX 6000 series lineup. And they're looking at swapping out that uh, USB-C thing for a display port. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, what is it? So oh, Masker said, uh, are you surprised by the acceptance level of the consumer base given the pricing of these cards, uh, these high-end cards? So, you know, upwards of 800 bucks. Yeah, it's, you know, things have been creeping up. Uh, I think PC gaming is more popular than ever. My, my thoughts actually echo, I think I've seen Steve on Hardware and Box say stuff, stuff like this before. Uh, there are a lot more people playing games now, and that means there are a lot more people with different, you know, pricing expectations. Uh, some people, this is what they do. Some people buy expensive cards. Some people just want a game as high as they can. I think it's good to have more options. Uh, so I am fine with there being expensive graphics cards. 1200 bucks for that, uh, 2080 Ti was a bit much, but you know, I, I, as long as the rest of the lineup gets flushed out. I'm fine with it as long as progress continues going down the stack. I'm happy. Uh, that being said, it is a bummer that we've had six graphics card launches so far, or five with the 6900 XT coming out on the 8th, and all of them have been $500 or more. That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, not, not much love for the low end. But then again, the low end's probably going to have even more demand. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when those hit that's gonna be a whole nother thing um, i'm hoping that as we move down the stack availability loosens up a little bit by the way because like the whole thing is based off of bidding and you know they start they try to go for the big 30 90 chips and if it doesn't work it goes down to 30 80 and then the ones after that you get the 30 70 and then moving on down moving on down so mm -hmm. hopefully you know all these chips that are failing for the bigger parts wind up meaning we have higher stock for the lower parts that's my hope <laughs> oh yeah okay that, that would be nice uh we got a flood of super chats coming in so i know <laughs> it all came in at uh, once yeah. I wow. saw. um travis morrison McKeel gave us five dollars thank you so much uh, said what size of power supply would you recommend for an x570 and a radeon 6800 xt build thanks and happy thanksgiving you too x57 5700 and uh what in the 6800 xt i yep. would uh i'd go with 750 watts you know roughly the same as what nvidia is saying with uh the rtx 3080 if you're going to get a reference board you know you can stick to whatever amd said i think it's 50 watts less but if i was buying one of these high-end cards i'd feel more much more comfortable with uh 750 watt power supply especially if you plan on getting an overclock version especially if you plan on overclocking anything okay awesome uh we got five dollars from uh birthday boy matthew lang happy birthday uh, i said <laughs> not a not a question but he said finally joined the discord i posted my rig hope uh you guys enjoy it and hopefully you approve of the name i chose 
for it. And uh, yeah, we, we, I just created a uh, a channel in Discord where you can show off your your battle stations and your your gaming rigs. So yeah, please post in there. That's that's fun. Uh, the link to the I'm Discord's to... in the description. Hoping to upgrade my setup over the holiday break, not Thanksgiving, but the later in the year holidays. Uh, and after that, maybe I'll put, put a picture up. That means yeah. I have to clean my desk, though. <laughs> you just no. get, in, get in tight enough, you know. That's what Adam did. <laughs> he cheated. Did. He just yeah. got like super like <laughs> into the machine and took a picture. Yeah, I'm, I might. I, I mean, I've, I've showed my whole desk setup before, but it's yeah. Um, and then we got uh, five dollars from friend of the show, Lasalle Rhymes the Third. Just said Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Back at you. You too, yeah. Uh, and then the last $5 is, oh, once again from Travis Morrison McKeel, said also, am I the only one not interested in 4K60? My TV, which is a 65-inch 2019 model, can only do 4K30. Huh, hmm. so I'm 1080p focused for the next 10 years. I, <laughs> I didn't know TVs, uh, some TVs capped out at 30. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Well, that's good. That means you can save money on a graphics card. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If, uh, like all our reviews, we look for the 60 frames per second barrier, you can get something half as powerful. That's, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Overlined. Aim for the best 1080p card you can get. Uh, <laughs> but what they said at, earlier, though, that they have an X570 with a, or recommending an X570 with a, a 6800 XT. I mean, for 1080p gaming. 6800 XT. <laughs> it's yep. for quite a while. It can, but off. some some people do, you know, get some people do like last generation Para 2080 Ti with a very powerful processor, so they can get the highest possible frames for the lowest possible latency mm-hmm. for esports game. It is a viable thing. It's not something that everybody does, but it definitely does exist. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, a couple more questions. Uh, Auburn. I will actually before you do before uh we do move on uh AMD is definitely a better option for 1080p unless you need those Nvidia features because it, it, its performance scales much better down to 1080p than Nvidia's does. I mean you'll get fast frame rates with a 3080 or a 6800 XT but you'll get faster frame rates with Radeon at 1080p. Okay. At 1080p. Nice. Uh, da, 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 uh, Auburn uh, alumni asked, uh, why don't more companies use a queue system like EVGA? Seems completely ridiculous with it being an online free-for-all that ends up being wrecked by bots slash scalpers. I agree. And we had Scott Herkelman from uh, the Radeon vice president on last week. He said, hey, I really love what EVGA is doing. So hopefully in the future... We see something like that. It's never been an issue in the past. That's something that people have to remember. Like what we're seeing now has never happened in the past. We haven't seen bots. We haven't seen scalpers, you know, tear these up as hard as we are this year because the demand is so high. So everyone's kind of learning from this experience. That that said, I mean, that's all true. But Mm -hmm. that said, I do feel like given what we already seen in terms of demand earlier in the year of the kind of categories people were interested in and like what is a known phenomenon in the like sneaker space. I feel like they could have anticipated some of this a little bit at least. Yeah. I don't disagree. Uh, okay. Uh, let's, uh, if, if you got more questions about this radio launch, uh, put them in the Discord. We'll, we'll get to it in the Q&A section. But I do want to move on to Black Friday stuff because people are asking uh, not only about deals, but also some buying advice. So, Elena, yeah. why, why, don't you, why don't you kick off? Uh, 
Okay. The next so one. the first thing I have to say is, Adam, you're in luck. The Star Trek deal is still live. So now you have no excuse Wait, not to buy it. it. Where is it's it? It's on Amazon. Amazon. All right. I'm so going to meet myself. Look up... <laughs> um, so, yeah, $10 for all six original series movies if you, if you want it on Blu-ray. No digital code with it, but, you know, you can... You can always uh, use pair that with the uh, Plex uh, lifetime subscription Black Friday deal and rip it to your uh, NAS and then you know stream it on your server to your, for yourself. <laughs> so yeah, Black Friday this year. This year is interesting because from all the reports I'm seeing, the the demand is quite high. But in my opinion, honestly, the deals are are not quite as good. So there were there were actually better deals on some of these things uh, previously in the year. So for example, thirty seven hundred X. Right now, it's going for I believe two eighty is the best price you can find. But like just last month, it was two sixty five. Mm. So I I don't know. So here's the thing where I I philosophically have a little bit of trouble. Where it's like, okay, so technically this is the best deal on Black Friday. But it is not the best deal we've seen even in recent history. And normally that would make me not inclined to recommend it. However, it's such a weird year. I don't know if this is also a function of like demand or how much supply they're anticipating. So I would say in general, buying advice when it comes to Black Friday, if you need it and it's on sale, you may as well get it just as a hedge against what's coming down the pipeline in terms of how easily you can get it. And that's going to be just kind of dependent on like how much you need to like strike now is going to be dependent on how badly you need it. Right. So if you're kind of on the fence, but you're getting by fine. Yeah. Maybe you can risk it, you know, kind of hedge your bets. But if you really do need to upgrade, you might, you might have to just bite the bullet and just pay a little bit more than you were hoping to, which is unfortunate. Obviously we all want to save a little bit more money, but that's uh, kind of what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, it's a bummer. In previous years, uh, Ryzen processors, after the yeah. new ones were announced, and especially around Thanksgiving, they used to plummet. But this year with yeah. you know 5,000 series coming out so late, uh, being priced higher and being snapped up immediately, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people did exactly what you just said and like, oh, looks like I'm getting 3,000 series. So that negates the need for discounts on AMD's end. It, it kind of has been like that because it's partially uh, the release timing is bad for Black Friday sales because normally the way it worked would, would be that you would see the consumer chips in February, mm-hmm. right? So then that gave you like a whole half year for that to sort of age a little bit and then also the previous, genera- previous generation to age even more. And then this year it launched so late that it butts right up into the holiday season. So there's not really that pressure to, to make their previous generation on sale quite as quickly. And then um, there's just also demand is an issue. There's just not a lot of 5,000 series parts right now for Ryzen. So you're, you're kind of stuck with 3,000 more as your option if you need it right now. Uh, it's it's such a, it's kind of so bad in a way that I've actually seen quote-unquote deals on first-generation Ryzen parts being advertised by retailers it's like who's gonna buy, who's gonna buy a seventeen hundred for three <laughs> like like two hundred something dollars like who like come on guys no, <laughs> like, no. don't do this to us. <laughs> do you, uh, do so, you think that's like clearing out stock or do they really think people are gonna bite on that? Like I I almost that's that's seeing that is what's making me say the whole like kind of asterisk 
remark to my normal statement of wait, because normally I'd say like, hey, it was better early in the year. Just wait. They'll probably do something like that again just to kind of get people's attention. But if I'm seeing them, some retailers trying to push like first gen Threadripper, first gen Ryzen as quote unquote a deal, that to me suggests that there's just not a lot of stock to go around and they're just doing their best to try to get people to buy which means to me, it's like, well, if that's the case, then you may as well just get what you want, even if it's only a 15% discount instead of like 25 to 30, you're, you may as well get the part you need while it's, when it's available, unfortunately. Normally, the, I don't know if you can tell that I've been kind of somber today because this is normally the time of year where I'm like, everything's on sale. This is the best time of year. And everything's not on sale, like at the levels that I'm used to. So I'm a little like, <laughs> Except for the motherboard that I just bought two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to start you down. Yeah, whatever. Note. No, it's, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> so I told people to wait yeah. <laughs> if they could. Um, but there are some air. So it's like CPUs are not great right now. I mean, the the best deals I'm seeing right now, honestly, is uh, and I, I kind of teased this last week, which is like 9900K is $320. So if that was a part you had your eye on and you have a compatible mother, motherboard or you can get a good deal on a motherboard to go with it, then, you know, you can get a, a pretty decent price on last generation Intel parts, which is not something we've normally seen even during Black Friday. Not not at this amount of discount. So there's like that. And then like there's a, a 9700K deal specifically at Micro Center where it's $200. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's an eight core, eight thread part, but it's still, if you're a gamer, that's still more than enough. Um, so there, don't count out Intel just yet. And also it's a little weird to see the positions kind of reverse <laughs> a little bit. I'm just going to say it's a little strange. Um, but, you know, competition is good. It's very strange. Competition's good. Uh, GPUs are even worse. Obviously, we just spent like, what, 40 minutes discussing how hard it is just to get a new card. It's just hard to get cards in general at decent prices. Like, I'm seeing Polaris cards at a higher price than they were in the last two years. So, mm. good luck, everybody, when it comes to getting a GPU. Don't. And I talked about a lot a long last week. I'm going to just briefly touch on it this week. Don't be a sucker. Don't pay those high prices for last-gen okay. cards. Wait a couple of months until we start to they see do. stock happening with this gen. Like, you're going to really regret if you spend $800 on a 2080 Super right now. Yeah. Just make do. Like, if you have to buy a low-end mm-hmm. card and just muster or, like, get get through. GeForce now. Good. Yeah, that's a great solution. Um so those those are like the depressing notes. I thought I'd start with the I'd start with the, the yeah, depressing yeah. stuff first, and, and I, I start there too because that's normally the space, at least for CPUs, that we saw, as you said, Brad, like such great fire sale prices. Even it's not the case this year, unfortunately. <laughs> what what is interesting is the stuff that is on sale, and that would be CPU coolers. SSDs and monitors, specifically gaming monitors. There are a mm. lot of gaming monitors on sale right and now. And there's always a lot of people asking about monitors, and we just don't yeah. do a ton of testing. But yeah, have you seen any yeah. specifically that, that you'd, you'd shout out? Or you're just saying now's a good time um, for gaming monitors? Now's a good time for gaming monitors in general. And I would say that, especially if you're playing in like, if you're trying to go for like the 1080p high refresh rate. Um, even some 1440p high free, high refresh rate, like that's a good time if you're a budget gamer to get a 
monitor with, you know, high refresh rate as well as variable refresh rate. And you can kind of see what the waters are like there if you're not willing to go like 4K. Um, and in general, I would say nowadays you can also expect to see much better or at least in theory, better panels than before. So before, like if you were talking about high refresh rate, you could pretty much expect it to be just like a TN panel, maybe a VA panel. Now I would say like VA is almost like your your starting point. There are still a few really, really good TN models to consider, but there there's there's they're so rare that I would say like if you really have your heart set on TN's advantages, like do your research to like really narrow in the ones that are going to look good. Otherwise, if you don't really particularly care about that, like the response time, then VA should be a good starting point. And like I would say that if you're going for 1080p, 144 hertz, you're looking at like the 150 to 170 range right now. That's like a good place to be. And I am seeing deals for that. And they're lasting for a while. So that to me suggests that this is something that they're actively trying to encourage or, you know, foster. Just to touch on that point, I think it's telling that the new uh, G-Sync eSports displays that just came out, the 360 hertz ones, uh, they debuted with uh, IPS panels, not TN, which I think is very telling about just how far IPS has come. Yeah. So IPS is more common now as well. Um, And, you know, I'm also seeing some good, like, productivity monitor type deals. So even if you're not planning to game, like, now is also a pretty good time to find, like, 27 inch 30 inch uh, 1440p panels which if you're working from home like the real estate really helps the pixel real estate really helps i'm not seeing i'm not seeing as many deals in the 4k space in general but i I think for most people 1440 1080p is kind of a you know still a good place to be and there are deals there Um, just be sure to look at the specs carefully because there are a lot of monitors that look similar but some have like slightly different you know refresh sorry um response time and you know uh there's different like uh stands you could get there's um uh like different uh, color accuracy out of the box and like viewing angles are a little bit better on some than others so if you're interested in a model and you're very particular about how your monitor looks definitely do the research into it don't just go purely on price obviously uh, for SSDs, the trend right now that I'm seeing is that um, it's mostly 500 gigabyte and one terabyte models that are getting pushed. So I'm not seeing like I did some digging and there are still like like a 200, 240 gigabyte SSD, like the low end model, like a Kingston A400. Those are on sale, too. And they're at prices that we've seen before. So it's not like a shocker. But it's hard to get those ones cheaper, I would think. I think they're pretty close to being the bottom of what they can offer. For yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> like, like right now, I think the Kingston's on sale for like 25 26 which is already a, just a great price in general. So, I mean, I don't think you're going to care that it's not like $18. <laughs> um, so it seems like in terms of promotions, like the, the spot that they're trying to focus on is 500 gigs. Um one terabyte because we're not, I'm not seeing a lot of movement at the two terabyte space. Like Gordon keeps periodically appearing in Slack, even though he's on vacation. He's like, where's my two terabyte for $200, 100, like 150. I forgot the price point that he wants it at. Yeah. He's trying to hit a certain price point. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I I don't control this. I just catalog what I see, (laughs) (laughs) but um, some good brands out there. So Samsung drives are on sale right now. So you've been waiting on like an 860 Evo or a 970 Evo. 
you can get those for pretty decent prices. Again, not huge fire sale prices this year, but a decent discount. So, I mean, you are saving at least 30 bucks depending on the capacity size. Yeah, we just posted a deal this morning about an A-Data XPG drive that was yeah. on sale for a terabyte for 90 bucks. So that's yeah, $40 off what it, it sounds like an NVMe drive, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's a good price for an NVMe drive. For it's like a 2.5-inch SATA drive, I, I like to see those lower, like around 80. Whew. It's the good life these days. Yeah, but <laughs> it's good life, but it actually hasn't moved that much still, honestly. Mm-hmm over the last couple of years, which is a little surprising. Normally it moves faster. I'm not sure what is contributing to that specifically. Uh, and then the last, the last bit that I mentioned, I'm going in reverse here, the CPU coolers. I'm actually seeing some pretty decent deals. Like right now you can get a 240 millimeter uh, AIO cooler for $37 after rebate at Newegg. Whew. Like that's the same price as a, a, budget, uh, <laughs> a budget air cooler. <laughs> like that's literally the same price as like this is cooler master model that is literally the same like price as the msrp for their like super popular hyper 212 evo that's ludicrous yeah <laughs> uh, there's some be quiet models on sale they don't go on sale very often so if you're into like the dark rock series there's both the like am4 and the tr4 version on sale there's even a noctua on sale the dh15 uh that one's uh that's like the chonky one that one doesn't go on sale much either, and it's also on sale. So not a huge discount, but it's it's notable because it's so rare to see them go on sale. I need. I'm going to be building a new testing rig soon. It might be time for me to load up and charge my boss a little bit less than I was going to. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, so, I I would say, in general, this year, like you know, shop carefully. But uh, if, if you're like me and you like to get the best deal, like reset your expectations a little bit. Um, I, I'm a little scared, actually, because every year I like to do that. Like, what's the cheapest gaming PC you can build using Black Friday deals? And this year I'm, I'm expecting some crazy markup over previous years, which is not my fault per se. <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to fail if I'm that high <laughs> over previous years. It's going to be the uh, 3200G again. <laughs> Shh, quiet no spoilers <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there soon enough <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah. just a quick oh, clarif- no. no go ahead no, sorry just, just a quick, quick <laughs> clarification uh travis morrison mckeel uh said he he did look into it 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 turns out his uh tv does do 4k 60 at 100 uh 1080p at 120 and it's g-sync compatible so uh, he, wow, he, he, go. he got confused on the, the stuff. So, yeah, the, the... That's great, but unfortunately that means you got to spend a lot more on a graphics card now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> have to. <laughs> uh, have to. And probably locked into NVIDIA if you want that G-Sync. Um, but, uh, oh, uh, Sid Lives uh, has a question that we've we've talked about many a year, uh, but probably not going to spring on it. He says, are you guys going to broadcast live on Friday, like, like a live deals uh, stream? Um, so <laughs> you're getting, you're already shaking your head. Um, um, yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, pretty much during Black Friday, I enter like cave mode, and so like I'm just in pajamas all day. Like I've got like a blanket. I'm like in a hoodie, kind of essentially, and I'm just like deals, deals. What's happening right now? I don't think that's the most attractive look for a stream. <laughs> so <laughs> I cozy stream. I don't know. I was I mean, I might 
if I get enough people who are who are interested, I might pop into Discord and start a voice channel for like maybe 30 to 40 minutes to just hang out with the Discord people. But I don't feel up to like <laughs> being among being the sure. masses. Yeah, like because like there's a there's a real difference. I feel like being on YouTube and Twitch where it's like anybody can drop in and then like expect a certain level of like performance and attention so to speak mm-hmm. whereas like if i'm just hanging out with the discord peeps i mean obviously those are the people who want to hang out so to speak and so they're not going to be like why didn't you do your makeup today elena you know like, yeah. they're not going <laughs> to yeah. be like that so I, I might consider it and uh but at the very least we have we have a, a couple the uh, deals channels in the discord that, yeah. that people active. are going to be posting i mean they've already been yeah. posting in yeah uh so I, I know I'll keep an, yeah. an eye on for that. And it's and international. It, it's international, yep, yeah. for sure. And it's also not just PC stuff. Once again, that Star Trek deal came up, so it's 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 a lot of tech. Uh, people are in the chatter saying the the um, the Steam uh, sale just just went live. Uh, so it's it's a good place if uh, if people want to want to get in there. Uh, so yeah, so it's, and same thing goes for a, a Cyber Monday live stream. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll definitely be on Discord in text form. No promises on the the voice slash video chat form, but I, I'm around. So if you have questions, I'm I'm available ish. I can't I can't promise I will respond immediately. Well, and somebody did have a good question. I'm I'm sorry it it, it already blew by and I I can't uh, or I I don't remember who it was, but uh, they were saying, uh, do you have any just general recommendation on somebody who lives outside the U.S. trying to take advantage of Black Friday deals? without having to pay an arm and a leg on shipping, and then it just kind of negates the whole thing. Do they mean specifically, like, trying to shop U.S. sales or trying to apply, like, deal hunting strategies to their own territory? I think they were talking about trying to hit U.S. deals. Um, I'll try to find the... So I, I am not as familiar with this, honestly, it might be a good question for the international members on our discord to answer. Cause I think other people in other territories often have to like buy from other countries and deal with like the whole navigation of import taxes and that kind of thing. I, I do know that there are, are some services that basically serve as like, I don't even know what they're called. I forgot the official name for them, but basically it's like they, they get the package for you because they're a local address and then you pay them to ship it to you. Like you pay them for that service, but I, I don't actually know how legal it is or like how it all works. So I, I can't I, I can't recommend it because I don't really know that much about it. I just know it exists. Like I have friends who will use services like that to get things in Japan, for example, where like it you cannot purchase from Amazon dot you know jp dot co or whatever the address is, um, unless you live in Japan and there are only items available there and they really want it. So they take advantage of that kind of service. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't find that. Uh... Can't find so the, that would the original be, comment, so sorry about that. So that would be my answer to that side of the question, if it's that angle. If it's the other angle, I would just say that, you know, it without knowing the specifics of your, your country, your territory, you know, uh, just look up the prices, look up how often they go in sale, and then shop accordingly. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to hop in Discord, uh, over the, the long break and 
And, and yeah, I finally saw you today stuff. for the first time or like yesterday. It's been a while. You've been really busy. I've yeah, been, yeah. people have been stuck with me as the lone representative <laughs> for Fulner, which is, and I just, I don't think that's what they're there for. So. <laughs> I'm sure they're not there for me. Yeah. Yeah. They're not there for me. So <laughs> yeah, this is my first time hopping in a while too. I saw those 3080s. I'm like, I need to tell somebody about this and I could put it on Twitter, but instead discord members yeah discord exclusive i love it D- definitely get in there um anything else on black friday or should we just go to some some more questions no it's a it's a it's a time to, to stock up on your other stuff maybe <laughs> there you go i bought okay. socks again this year <laughs> oh good <laughs> sock alert <laughs> <You> get cold <laughs> gotta get those sock deals <laughs> okay uh so yeah we're just going to go over to uh to general q a uh, if you have got a question just at me in one of the live chats or the best place to put it is in the full nerd discord there's a link in the description uh we have a channel in there called full nerd questions put it in there any time of the week and i'll get to it on the show uh so while the live ones uh kind of populate i'll get to a couple of the ones that have built up over on uh over on discord um cause mc friend of the show is asking do we think the supply issues for the new radiant cards are production or logistical bound if you had to make a guess i would think it's all related uh 2020 uh you know i would guess that part of the reason why we're seeing so little stock of custom cards is because i wouldn't be surprised and part of the reason why the price is high is Probably because they have to airship them rather than using their usual big boats of, of graphics cards to get the first wave out. I know that in some NVIDIA cards did that for the first waves. Uh, but that being said, everything I said earlier, uh, you know, every, all of AMD's modern stuff is vying for that same 7 nanometer process. Uh, everybody wants the stuff right now. It's very much a supply issue, a demand issue, and a logistics perfect storm would be my guess on that. <laughs> nice. Uh, Liquid R has a question. Uh, since production on lots of stuff comes to a halt with Chinese New Year celebrations, if AMD and NVIDIA can't get the stock before then, which is uh, September 12th, somewhere in there, uh, could we see shortages beyond March? I'm not putting any bets anywhere on this. <laughs> it's, 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 it's possible, yes. Uh, hopefully they're at the point where they are churning these out regularly. And what we're waiting on now is those big ass boats showing up with lots of stock. That would be my hope. Uh, but I mean, who knows? These are, it's definitely been a disappointing graphics card holiday season for both sides. NVIDIA has already said they're going to be supply constrained through the first quarter. So uh, well, we we have Keith, a friend of the show, Keith from WCCF Tech, popped in the chat and said, "I heard something yeah. launched today. Did I miss it?" Oh, that is him. I wasn't sure. Yeah, that that hey, is Keith. that is Keith. Uh, great to see you, Keith. Uh, yeah, you you missed out. We all got one except for you, so um, I'm not going to share. <laughs> they said, "Don't tell Keith." <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, dang it. But he popped in there. <laughs> uh, uh, Nobi on Discord is asking, "Is it finally time to upgrade my 1080 Ti?" Uh, man, too bad Gordon's not here for that. I know. Uh, it's, yeah. We should have saved that question for uh, him. Yeah. Uh, they play at uh, 1440p, 144 hertz on a 1700x. Um, what do you think? Is is it time? Uh, you could, definitely. Uh, let me see. Let me pop this open real quick. I actually took some numbers from that as part of my testing before. Oh, uh, 
I mean, it's still doing it's still doing pretty damn good, right? It's the same as a 2080 was last year. So it's going to be just below the level of these, you know, $500 graphics cards that are coming out now. But for a lot of games, it's still holding out well. But if you do upgrade at this point to one of these new modern GPUs, if you can find them, uh, you will get noticeably faster frames. Uh, let's see here. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, that's 1440p. Let's go with Metro Exodus at 1440p. 1080 Ti, the EVGA Superclock model, 66 frames a second average over my test run. Let's go with a 3080. You get 105. So that's a noticeable upgrade. Uh, that being said, if the games that you're playing are still running just fine on what you got, then just keep keep keeping on keeping on, man. <laughs> Never on, upgrade just because. <laughs> but you will see an upgrade if you upgrade to one of these modern parts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the hey, that 1080 Ti Helva card. Uh, maybe somebody Five, should get one it? for for Gordon. Three, for four years later, it is. It's still, you know, a great option. <laughs> yeah, it still is still hanging tough it. at 1440p. Yeah. Um. So, a uh, friend of the show, Boya Zero, asks, uh, "Do you expect Nvidia to respond with more VRAM 3070 and 3080 Ti's or supers or whatever it is uh, early next year?" Or just a standard refresh nine to twelve months after launch. Now that we see the Radeon options, I'll add that bit to the end. Yeah, uh, I would not be surprised. There were rumors of that to begin with, you know, before even the thirty seventy came out. But then people said, "No, that's been canceled," and that's part of the reason why we don't talk about rumors because you never know until things are actually parts uh, that have been announced. But I would not be surprised because that is a key selling point for AMD, right? Because there are games already at, if you turn on ray tracing at 1440p and Watch Dogs Legion, it goes over 8 gigabytes. And that's what the 3070 has. There's, you know, games that are pushing that 8 to 10 barrier. And especially with the consoles getting up in uh, memory capacity. So that is a, a key consideration for a reason to buy Radeon cards. And I, NVIDIA typically moves to negate any advantages that AMD has. So I would not be surprised whatsoever. Maybe not to 16 gigabytes, but maybe to 12. Here's my question. If they're already having trouble with supply, are they going to be able to even do like a variant like that for those cards? Uh, yeah, because it's all just binning like we were talking about earlier. It's all, it's all, it can be just cut down stuff. You know, we just jack the clocks a little bit higher in our drivers. Uh, we add a little bit of extra memory to it and we use a cut down version uh, like say this wouldn't this fails as a thirty ninety it would have passed as a thirty eighty but now you know we're giving it two more uh s m cores and it's still not a thirty ninety but it's a little bit better than a thirty eighty was put some more memory on it now it's a thirty eighty t i right sorry i I think I didn't phrase that well i just I think I mean more of like they're gonna obviously have to move things around in terms of what they're positioning, but I don't think it's gonna yeah. add to their stock, so I almost wonder yeah. if that's going to make demand worse or if the people who would have bought you know who are kind of forced to either choose one or the other will kind of gravitate towards that more middle ground Mm -hmm. and then it it won't really change like how salty people are (laughs) about being able to get cards i yeah there will be a lot of salt no matter what happens (laughs) 
Uh, a good question from uh, Eek44, friend of the show, uh, says, uh, why are so many benchmarks without DLSS? Uh, I think all of us enable all features we can to make the card faster, um, so they're a bit confused. Maybe you can explain. Sure. So uh, when I do the first review of a graphics card generation, I like when I did the 3080 review, I did a bunch of DLSS and ray tracing reviews so you could see how it performs. And that includes games like F1 2020 that doesn't have ray tracing, but does have DLSS 2.0 just to get higher frame rates. Uh, the problem, Yeah. Death Stranding is another good one. Uh, the problem is that's not comparing the actual like to like hardware capabilities of the card and performance capabilities of the card. That's enabling a software feature that's down sampling the image and then, that's rendered at a lower resolution than upsampling it. So it doesn't really make, uh, it's not really uh, apples to apples comparison. If like you're comparing a 3070 versus a 6,800. So I tend to limit that to just the first graphics card of a generation. So you can see how much of an uplift you can get if you do use that technology. So if you go, if you look at my 6,800 XT review, you'll see I have a bunch of ray trace and stuff bunch of stuff like that talk about smart access memory that you won't see in further on reviews because now we've already established what that technology is it was the same for the 3080 review uh <clears throat> dlss is coming out any games that come out with dlss 2.0 if you have uh an nvidia card that supports it definitely turn it on it's black magic it'll get you more performance it's worth it tinker with it though because it's not always as good as you would hope it would be like in watchdog legions i've been personally playing that if you use the quality or balance DLSS mode, looks great. Gets you a lot more performance, which is needed in that game. Uh, but if you put up to the performance setting, uh, it starts to affect the visuals. So play around with it. I mean, that's the kind of thing that varies from game to game. So it's just real hard to include that in reviews. In an ideal world, if I had infinite time or a handful of interns sitting here running <laughs> benchmarks for me, uh, yes, I would like to include all that, but it's just a matter of priorities. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Uh, you know, even uh, doing my own testing on this gaming rig for the um, for Watch Dogs, yeah, there's just like four different DLSS options, and it's just yep. like, oh boy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep, and it's actually kind of broken on AMD cards. So I had that in my 6800 XT review, but it turns out it's rendering ray tracing wrong. So there's oh. all cut. That's the thing when you start activating all these different extra features. Uh, things can get wonky. So we, in reviews, try to just focus on the straight performance out of the box of what you'll get with these various options. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, options are good. It's great that everyone can kind of tinker, but also it, it makes it harder to do your job. <laughs> right. yep. So, yeah, we try to establish the baseline. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it'd be nice if we could just do all the options and then be like, oh, sweet. Yeah, sometimes I listen to uh, Hardware Unboxed uh, when Steve talks about how many tests he runs. It's just like, oh, boy, do you sleep? <laughs> yeah. Like for these, uh, not even counting all the weird stuff with smart access memory and ray tracing and DLSS, just a normal review. I review, I, I do uh, 12 to 14 games. I'm in the process of kind of weeding out some of them, but say 12 to 14 games. Uh, unless you're at the very high end and very low end, you run it at 1080p, 1440p and 4k. You do a minimum of three test runs for each one. So it just, it takes a lot of time. It does. <laughs> I've been working nights and weekends for two months now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, well, we got a uh, $10 super chat from Matthew Lang, birthday boy. Happy birthday. <laughs> he said, happy birthday, happy Thanksgiving, happy spend the money, but save the money day. Uh, <laughs> nice. I like that. Uh, good luck. The more have you fun. buy, the more you save. Yeah. Good luck. Have fun and spend responsibility. Uh, and then puts a little asterisk, says, uh, patiently waits to buy the full nerd hat, which uh, <laughs> some people have, have eyed some in here. Some people have noticed. If some people have noticed. I, I am not a hat person, uh, but I'm wearing it just to, to rip. I promise all you people asking for merch, uh, I just got a, a latest uh, sample shipment in, which included this hat. Uh, but I've got another one coming in that I think will be the company we will be going through. But also, I, it, it's hard because uh, the the company that might have the best T-shirts doesn't offer extra things like hats and 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 whatnot. So, I you know I we I, might I guess split it. yeah we might have to split it. I don't know. Maybe we'll chat about it in Discord because uh, I mean it's it's hard and I don't have any. It, it's not like we can can ne- necessarily have the resources to put together like a PC World store back end. Uh, you know, and, and just make it seamless like some of the, the awesome people out there, like uh, like Gamers Nexus. Uh, we're, we're trying to go as much as we can with an off-the-shelf solution um, just to at least get something out there. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, and, yes, full nerd paper. Sounds like you need an intern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Full nerd <laughs> merch paper launch, uh, yes. Uh, and worldwide shipping for merch, yeah. I, 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 I hope, I hope. Uh, and, no, there will be not a full – they will – there will not be a full nerd bike uh, because Steve will review it what, and Steve what you will can rip do, us a new one. What you can do is buy a sticker if we're able to get them in our store and then put it on your very own bike. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Uh, modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A uh, couple more questions here. Um, Ozo Rojo uh, asked uh, over on Discord, now that both AMD and NVIDIA have HDMI 2.1 equipped GPUs, how long do you think it'll be until gaming monitors start shipping standard with them? Uh, it, it shouldn't be too long. I would I would expect to see it this year. Uh, innovation tends to happen slower in the monitor space just because upgrades tend to happen slower in the monitor space. For a lot of people, monitors are like appliances. You know, they'll buy a new one when the old one breaks. Uh, but that being said, the pace of innovation has definitely stepped up in monitors over the last few years, I find. So I would hope to see them soon. I w- would not be shocked if during virtual CES, uh, we see at least one or two monitors with that announced. Yeah, oh, CES is coming up. Yeah, which as Shh. yeah, as another production <laughs> side note, obviously we're not going to be there. Nobody's going to be there. It's not going to be all digital, so we're still kind of up in the air on what the YouTube uh, presence is going to be for CES. But there will be news. Planning. Uh, yeah, we we have some ideas. There will obviously be full nerds and hopefully some interviews with with fine folks. Uh, but yeah, without without being at the show and and putting your hands on hardware, which is what we love to do it's it's uh, a little tougher um yeah. anyway um nobi asked a follow-up question uh will dlss only um uh, with ray tracing off meaning the games that, that use dlss yep. as a performance boost give nvidia the lead back in raw gaming performance in games that support dlss 2.0 if you turn that on without ray tracing it will womp on a 6800 xt DLSS 2.0 is awesome. I wish more games support it. Uh, I hope that AMD does roll out that Fidelity FX super resolution thing that Scott was 
talking about last week because it's amazing. You don't need ray tracing to use it. If you, the problem is the support. Uh, I'm not sure how many games support DLSS right now, but right before right before the 3080 launch, I did a RTX retrospective. I think it was the name of the article where I went back and counted up everything and had a discussion about what the first two years of uh, ray tracing DLSS got us. And I think it was only like 15 or 20 games. Uh, there have been quite a few games announced with it recently, so the number is going to be a little bit higher than that. But that means it's not a universal feature. So. But the games that do support it will run better on NVIDIA graphics cards, just by the way that technology works. But it and has it to rocks. be something that has to be enabled by the developer. It's got to have support yep. on NVIDIA's back end. And that one is definitely something that's proprietary for NVIDIA. Yeah, 100%. So yeah. That's not anything because it runs on NVIDIA's Tensor Cores and runs through their neural networks. So that's not anything that AMD has a direct way to tap into. Uh, and NVIDIA would not do that. But DLSS 2.0 is a whole lot better than DLSS 1.0 is. And NVIDIA says that it's a lot easier to implement. Basically, if you have if your game has TAA, it shouldn't take too much work to implement DLSS 2.0. Uh, the GPU vendors always say that about their new technologies. Uh, it, that's not always necessarily the true case, but we have started seeing a lot more games start to add DLSS 2.0, like Death Stranding, like F1 2020, things like that, even if they're not supporting ray tracing. So that leads me to believe it's true. So hopefully we start seeing it more because I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a couple more questions. An uh, interesting one from Francis Chin. Uh, how many devs are going to enable DLSS 2.0 in existing games without the support of NVIDIA? Like, what, when, like do you think we'll get there? Uh, without NVIDIA having uh, to reach out and... I know there are some it. indie games that have already enabled it. And I can't yeah. imagine NVIDIA probably, you know, offering too much support there, maybe some calls and stuff like that. And obviously marketing, because if you put your DLSS 2.0 into a game, NVIDIA is going to say, hey, look, this game just got DLSS 2.0. They didn't help. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, because, again, that is... Uh, like it, it can jack your performance. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing Cyberpunk. I'm really looking forward, not just for the game, but I want to see what all those ray tracing effects are. But I also want to see what the performance is like if you leave those ray tracing effects off and just turn DLSS on. Is it going to just smoke on Nvidia cards? Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, and and you know, once the super resolution stuff comes out, I, you know, I, I think it becomes an interesting story, especially given all the the stuff that I've been looking at digital foundry on the new consoles, uh, you know, cause if, if you can enable some of that stuff over there on the consoles and not have meaning enabling other ways to upscale stuff. Yeah. yeah. So re- rather than just uh, using, uh, ray tracing, uh, yeah. And that's kind of what it sounds like AMD's betting on. They're saying, Hey, you know, we're going to roll this out. It's going to be open. Anybody can use it. Ideally, you'll be able to use it on consoles and PCs, so that's what people are going to use. And if that's the case and it does work well, then, you know, who knows if DLSS 2.0 is going to continue to be as enticing. But that's a future technology. You should never buy stuff for the future. Uh, then NVIDIA will will start testing super resolution and call it DLSS <laughs> compatible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um... X. <laughs> you know who knows um 
okay. Uh, w- one last build question, uh, and then a couple fun ones. Um, Red comment seventy nine uh, asks, uh, "I'm just about to build a Ryzen seven thirty seven hundred X with a RTX twenty seventy uh, and X five seventy board, thirty two gigs of RAM with a, s- or maybe they did just build it, thirty two gigs of RAM with a seven fifty watt." power supply what is a good video upgrade next year should i wait for the 3070 ti or the 3080 ti jumping from a 2070 looks like non-super yeah so if you're coming from a 2070 i think i mean it'll depend on the level of extent of your hobby or production work with this obviously but in general you want to try to wait two generations so i would Unless, you know, the card's not holding up for what you want to do and what you're gaming on today, I would ideally look to wait till the 4,000 series generation. Uh, because, like, if uh, 3080 Super does come out, it's still basically the same generation, just a little bit uptuned. So it's still essentially the same thing. Uh, but if you wait two generations, it's a big jump. Okay, nice. Um... That's just a general rule of thumb. I always... always try to wait two generations if you can i like it i like it um we had a question from a friend of the show Eskimonster. uh just a fun one to, to help wrap this up uh, what hardware do you wish uh for for christmas brad elena me elena yeah. first oh putting it on me i see <laughs> um i wouldn't mind getting my hands on a 6800 xt i'll just say it <laughs> uh I don't really want much. I'm hoping to upgrade my system to a Ryzen 5000 series this Christmas. But we're going to have to see if that's even possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't even checked stock on those, right? Those are still pretty, pretty yeah. thin. Yeah. Yep, they're still sold out. Uh yeah, I'm hoping I already play games and stuff with my kids. I'm hoping it's not hardware but software. I'm hoping to get them playing more things other than Goat Simulator and Minecraft. Or maybe <laughs> like play some Phasmagoria games together or something like that as a family. Since we we just entered back into uh school lockdown, schools out mm-hmm. for two or three months here. So I think, you know, trying to figure out games that'd be fun to play as a family co op games like that is actually what I want to do what I want this Christmas. <laughs> nice yeah yeah uh oh Matt, and matthew lang saying no are you are you still on the 1700x for your testing rig correct uh my personal rig is oh, your an 1800x oh an 1800x uh, got it got it yeah my uh testing rig is an 8700k overclock oh yeah, yeah 5g yeah. i'm sorry okay nice uh okay and then the the last one is uh we got five dollars from fake plastic mike uh makes a good point uh today's new york times episode of the daily about long food lines and food insecurity these days should put video card complaints in perspective which is true i i know i feel lucky to not only be at this job to to work with all you fine folks uh but to also get to to handle all the awesome gear that that we get to handle um and yeah i hope that everybody has a, a a safe uh, weekend and uh, and gets to eat uh, as well. So, yep. yeah, yeah, de- definitely a good time to be thankful for everything we do have, uh, even yeah. if you don't get your hands on a, a sixty eight hundred. So, um, it'll be here next year. It'll be here next year. We we got plenty of time. Yep, we got <laughs> plenty of time. So, um, Brad, why don't you uh, why don't you take us out of here? 
uh, and we'll wrap it up. All right. I forgot to write down Gordon Spiel at the end. So thank you for tuning into the full nerd uh, tech topics, something or another. Uh, if you listen to us on Spotify or iTunes or anything like that, leave us a like, leave us a review every time you do. Maybe another Radeon RX 6800 XT shows up at retail. Uh, <laughs> here's hoping uh, you all have a healthy and thankful, restful Thanksgiving. I'm Brad Charkis here with Eleni Yee. Stay safe and warm, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to sign us out. Uh, share your Thanksgiving food uh, pictures in, in the Discord. I want, uh, yeah, now that I know chat. Willis is going to be eating duck, uh, I, I want to see what uh, that looks like. <laughs> I'm getting so. my smoked turkey in five minutes. Yes, yeah. sweet. All right. Pictures, Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye.